0: And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Club football is back and what better way to mark the occasion than a run through of all the important Manchester City related news stories you might have missed we've been away, we'll be chatting transfers and contract extensions and so much more in today's episode. It's Wednesday, the twenty first of December. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker, and this is the City Report podcast. To
1: keep going,
0: Aguero. Unbelievable. Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible, possible hello then Adam um I feel like we should have some like really dramatic news music playing as we sort of go into our bulletin we've got a few stories to rattle through are you prepared have you got your be you strapped in are you ready to go
1: I am ready if I made this sound does that mean <laughs> anything to you okay
0: oh oh is it meant to be oh I just thought it'd be like generic news music
1: it's it, it's not generic it's very specific to one company and one TV show. Do you oh, not know, know what it know. is? No, I don't know. It's think ESPN Sports Center.
0: Ah.
1: Any yeah. American listening, that sound, da na na, na na na, will trigger all sorts of childhood nostalgia. Oh, what's,
0: what's the Sky Sports News one? I think it's do, 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 do.
1: I say <laughs> I'm a fan of the Sports <laughs> Center one. <laughs> that yeah. sounded like no. elevator music to me.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's not in that tone. It's, it's obviously like quite dramatic and quite sort of like it gets you going it's provocative as a famous man once said um right okay i'm i'm losing the will to live a little bit i've been going non-stop since 9am so i think it's better we get going with this um a few news stories what th- this is the perfect one to start i want to i want to rattle it off to you i don't know if you saw it it broke yesterday an exclusive in mail online um darren fletcher once of manchester united adam apparently his sons are going to be blues now is that not just the perfect sort of sign of the the tide well and true you know if you weren't if you weren't sure on it before blue red manchester which colour is it i think the fact that a manchester united legend is he a legend would they consider him a legend
1: mm. integral player of their most yeah. successful era
0: yeah well he's up there isn't he um, yeah. he's going to take his sons to sign professional contracts with city how beautiful is that
1: You know, I can't can't for the life of me remember what prompted this episode or what episode it was in the little over a year we've been doing this show Mm -hmm. now. Um, But we did discuss this on a previous episode about how with the way that City are not only churning out youth players for the first team now, I mean, high level youth players for the first team now, but they're also providing a lot of youth players with you know, long-term careers. You, you only have to go and look at the list of players that came through the city academy, and
0: mm. there's
1: a whole bunch of players where you say, "Oh, really?" You know, you Kieran <laughs> Trippier, David mm. Brooks, guys like that, that you would have no idea came through the city academy, but they did, and and they end up having great you know professional careers. And and we we mentioned it's it's going to be not too far in the in the future that a lot of local um, youth players that in previous decades would have gone to Old Trafford to, mm. you know, cut their teeth um, are now coming to East Manchester. So it's it's pretty amazing. And, um, yeah, just another thing to kind of add to the list of things you can now rub in, in the Reds' faces.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's getting a, it's, it's a bit longer than a list. It's sort of an anthology at this point, isn't it? It's, uh, it's getting towards a big book stick that on your christmas list everyone um but yeah it, it's pretty it's pretty crazy isn't it because like i don't know I, I suppose it doesn't matter to these people as much as it does to supporters, does it like he's a dad he wants the best for his well twin sons two sons uh, both Jack and Tyler I think they're called um, so it's not like he's gone you know dragged himself it's probably an easier decision at this point because City have a better academy than United I'm sure plenty of City supporters have gone through the United academy and if it was the opposite way around would have done it anyway but it, it is like you say it's that. Na- it's just a little bit it's not necessarily the, the cherry on top of the cake but it's a nice little bit of uh, sugar coated icing isn't it um, right okay let, let's move on then because like I said there's a few news stories Want to get through? Uh, Shortened episode today because we on yesterday's show had a little bit of a what was it? What would you call like a welcome back recap sort of thing? You know, when you went back to school after the holiday and and you had like this assembly. What would you? Did you have assemblies?
1: Yesterday's yeah, we had assemblies. Yesterday's episode was the decaf coffee after a five course meal.
0: You have decaf after a five-course meal. I'm straight on espresso. I, I don't care what time. Well, I debating. need to get.
1: I need to get the bowels and I need yeah. to get the colon moving. But I don't yeah. need to be up until you
0: know three, four a.m. Yeah. I'm just imagining your colon moving, and it's making me feel a little bit uncomfortable. But yeah, it was a, it was a digestive, wasn't it? It was a yeah, it was it was a nice I don't know limoncello or something, of uh, whatever you want to call it. But it was it was a, a recap after the World Cup final. So we'll sort of today we'll. We're going through the, uh, the last couple of weeks, looking for some news stories to speak about. This one that came out during the World Cup. Now, I said we wrapped on World Cup talk yesterday. Um, apologies, but, but we're going to have to discuss this because there's been reports, Adam, that if City didn't have enough centre-backs already, um, Jasko diol which I have absolutely butchered his his name there. I even li- listened to a YouTube video on how to get it. It's just one of them names that just doesn't it doesn't work for an English speaker. Like there's too many consonants next to each other and vowels just Yeah, it's not it's not a nice name. I'm sure you can do a better job. But um the RB Leipzig and Croatia centre half linked to City in a record 110 million pound move. Um I'm gonna be honest, I'm scratching my head a little bit at this one.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of those transfers that it feels a bit like big player young player needs a future home he's very expensive his wages are going to be high naturally let's link city psg chelsea liverpool and united <laughs> it just feels he like said- one of those and and uh, for me look you and i both you know work in football journalism i've yet to see a source that really triggers me as far as, okay, this is the real deal. You know, so most of the sources that we're seeing reporting the links are um, not the most trustworthy, we'll say. (laughs) Um,
0: That was diplomatic.
1: I am still kind of waiting for, you know, Sam Lee, somebody from The Athletic, um, ESPN, somebody with a bit more notoriety to say, yeah, they're really interested in this guy. And of Mm. course, when you see reports saying, Manchester City are interested in blank player. That doesn't mean they're putting in bids. That doesn't mean mm. they're in discussions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It means they're monitoring him. They see him as a potential you know, future star and blah, 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 blah. But there's probably 25 clubs that are doing that. So um, for me, if there's any legs to this, there's something else going on behind the scenes of potentially – center backs that we already have departing. Obviously, Amerik mm. Laporte is one that for years now has been you know linked with moves away. And um, I think Pep even openly came out and said during the pandemic that he, he asked to leave. Um, mm. That never panned out for financial reasons, personal reasons, whatever. Um, but this just feels to me like one of those stories that City have a lot of money. This guy's really expensive. It probably makes sense that they're one of the clubs interested in him.
0: Yeah, it it probably is a bit of transfer window bingo in that sense of you know PSG, City, Real Madrid, etc. Linked when the the only concrete sort of uh, source and news at the moment seems to be linking him to Chelsea. um, Who, how on earth they're they're getting away with these sort of these extravagant deals? I'm not too sure, but we'll wait and see when the January window opens if there's any movement. I guess if we're going to pander to the masses, because I completely agree with you, there's no concrete sort of evidence at the moment, but at the same time, it doesn't mean to say that behind the scenes stuff isn't going on. If we're going to pander to the masses and we'll give these uh, the, these um, sources a little bit of credence, it does sort of signal departures elsewhere, doesn't it? You mentioned Laporte there. I know with Nathan Ake, where his head at is at the moment, I don't know, because he sort of wanted to fight for his place at the start of the season. Either City City rejected the the bid for from Chelsea, whether or not he wanted to go, who knows, um, in the summer. But he's another one who's sort of perennially been linked with a link, uh, move away from City since he joined the club in 2020, I want to say, after the COVID season. He's one that could go. I want to mention Ruben Diaz. Now, it would seem sort of... Blasphemous a couple of months ago, even as sort of as soon as goes that mentioning him as someone who could potentially depart. However, if you if you go back to the the Premier League campaign just before the World Cup break, he wasn't getting a lot of minutes. And when you look at the games he did play, it was the likes of and now this may be completely wrong. I'm just going off memory, but Sevilla at home in a dead rubber or Carabao Cup against Chelsea. Or, you know the quote unquote rotated lineups. Could he be someone that potentially makes way for this this sort of all conquering world superstar, future world superstar of defensive football?
1: I don't see Diaz going anywhere. Um, <clears throat> I think he's somebody smart enough to know that the way it works at Pep City is you fight for your place, you earn it, and once you've earned it, you know it's yours to it's yours to lose. And I think knowing what we know about Ruben he's probably got the motivation to a fight and win his place back and b mm-hmm. prove you know that he is undroppable like he was for you know 18 months 24 months um i think really if we're looking at anybody potentially leaving it's it's two that you mentioned Laporte and and Nathan Ake right i mean Laporte's mm. always been linked with a move away back to spain um Nathan Ake is one who at the very beginning of this season Um, obviously there was the links to Chelsea. Had he, had he moved to Chelsea this summer, it wouldn't have surprised me at all Mm -hmm. based on the fact that the minutes that we did see him get, he was phenomenal. You think back to the two, um, the champions league quarterfinal legs against Atletico Madrid, in Mm -hmm. which he played left back and and was superb, maybe city's best player in, in both those legs. Um, but this season, you know, he's kind of been a starter, um, and you know, like like you mentioned, Ruben Diaz, he, he's somebody that took the place of a Ruben Diaz or the place of an Imeric Laporte. Um, obviously, a Kanji has come in and been superb as well. So, one can only hope that this isn't um, a signal of Pep liking what he saw with the three center back system, <laughs> um, <laughs> and and potentially moving there long term. You know, we see a lot hmm. of managers these days and this has to be mentioned with Gio Cancelo, we see a lot of managers these, these days playing a back four with three center backs with one mm. very, very, very attacking fullback mm. and one very defensive um, fullback on the other flank. So maybe Pep is, you know, leaning towards that or, or a full-on back five. We don't really know. I think if, if this... This news really does get legs, and we start seeing some of the bigger sources come out and saying, "Yeah, City are in talks with Leipzig and and with with Martial's agent." It's probably going to have you know little subtext saying this might signal the the you know the departure of blank or blank. Mm. Um, I don't see I don't see him coming in and being a sixth kind of world class <laughs> center back, however.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe Guardiola will get onto his contract extension a little bit later on, but maybe his, his sort of, his next evolution is just like this sort of, just pure defensive footballing uh, sort of philosophy. He's not, he's ditching the, the pretty stuff. He's going full on Sam Allardyce. Um, Right. We'll, we'll leave the transfer talk behind because I know it's your, your favorite thing in the world, Adam. I know you absolutely love speaking about potential transfers. Um, I, just finally, though, th- there's a little bit of a, an added layer to this in the fact that City play RB Leipzig in February in the Champions League. It'd be interesting if this deal does get done in January and then he goes back to Leipzig as a as a lone I think they dropped the rules UEFA, so low knee players can play against the parent clubs. I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying, but it'd be funny, wouldn't it, if he, he, went, I think, he was bought by I City? I think it was the
1: Coutinho deal, right, that kind of triggered was all it? of that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Thibaut Courtois seems to remember because um, mm. he sat out a Champions League game. When he was at Atleti. anyway, um, it'd be funny, it'd be, it'd be really funny, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I'm saying that without any sort of concrete evidence, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, another news story that I don't know if you saw this in the Athletic, Adam. Um, it reads Liverpool and Manchester City to write to their fans in order to ease tensions ahead of the Carabao Cup encounter. Now we did. We did a whole episode, actually, um, on the relationship between the two clubs after, I want to say, October's game, maybe November. Um, yeah, it was in November, actually, it reads it here. Um, and obviously, it got toxic. And it, it seems as though both Liverpool and Manchester City have been able to grow up a little bit. Uh, or, or Sorry, the people involved at the hierarchy of the club have been able to grow up a little bit and seen sense and, and sort of led the charge in a way because... It's like, the way I see it with this, and, and we've got a Liverpool preview, it's going to be me and Ollie McCall will be dropping that tomorrow ahead of the game. It's purely football-focused, so we'll do a little bit of time on this because I think it is important. But it's like, the two clubs, the way they act, definitely uh, reflects on the the behaviour of the supporters. And, and you know, it, it's weird sort of speaking about a club as this sort of personifying them in a way of like being a parent or a guardian or whatever but it is the manager the the, the players even the board the comments and the media it all reflects on the on the supporters and um just just picking up some some of these quotes from this article in the athletic it says manchester city later said that they'll want to speak to fans over chanting obviously and then uh city pointing out the perceived comments by liverpool manager jürgen klopp as inflammatory or in indecentry um as it says but it's nice to see that the sort of taking a stand a little bit isn't it 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 reassures you that there is maturity left when it comes to these two football clubs.
1: yeah at the very least their PR teams have some maturity left um you know we can't really say that it it truly is somebody like Khaldun Al Mubarak or um you know Ferran Soriano that Mm. that has has led this charge we'd we'd hope that is the case um yeah I think this this upcoming game on Thursday is going to kind of be the litmus test to see how things were resolved in the past two months since mm-hmm. the incidents at, at Anfield. Um, you know, it's it's great of the clubs to to write to the fans. Um I've seen, you know, some kind of weird responses to it already online today. Mm. Um, you know, kind of along the theme of, well, I'm not, you know, participating in those chants anyways, but I don't, you know, I don't love seeing us, you know, buddying up with Liverpool football club and <laughs> look, then it, then this isn't addressed to you, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Y- we don't need your opinion on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's the right thing to do and, and let's hope that come Thursday evening that, you know, we can have that, that rivalry, we can have that tribalism without it, you know, breaking any sort of lines and crossing any sort of lines that's going to, you know, emotionally hurt people. Um, mm. So yeah, I think it's going to kind of weirdly be all eyes on the south stand on, on on Thursday as opposed to all eyes on the pitch.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that could have a have a sort of something to do with the fact it's the worst. Uh, sorry, the first game back from the World Cup, not the worst game back from the World Cup. It very may well. I don't know. Probably. It kind of yeah, it kind <laughs> yeah, of is the yeah, worst possible. Game. <laughs> yeah, um, but. I think there's going to be something like 6,000 Liverpool fans there. They're going to have the full third tier in the South Stand. There's going to be, obviously, it's the last game before Christmas. Notoriously, English and British people love a a piss-up before Christmas. This will be like a a Christmas night out for a lot of City fans, especially considering it's been so long since they've played. There's a notorious, infamous chant that goes to a famous Christmas song that sort of takes the piss out of... Poverty in Liverpool as well, and I wouldn't be surprised at all to hear that being sung as devastating and as sort of... I, I mean, I can just echo the words of MCFC Food Bank, who did this sort of last time City played Liverpool, and I'm sure we will be banging the drum again. It's crass, and it's not needed, and poverty isn't just in Liverpool or Manchester or Portland, or, you know, it's everywhere, so keep that out if we can. But I, I think you're right, it will be interesting to see how both sets of supporters behave, because... I'm not surprised I won't be surprised if we're having the same conversation sort of come the preview show, come next week, come heading into the new year or whenever City play Liverpool again because it doesn't seem like it's going to go away but you know fingers crossed it does fingers crossed this is the turning point and and people can grow up a little bit. I don't know if that's a little bit sort of uh, straightforward of me but hey ho. Um that'll do for part one we'll be back in a sec to speak about Josep Guardiola's contract extension with Manchester City. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Now, Adam, I'm not entirely sure if Pep Guardiola's contract extension actually happened. I just woke up one day and was told it was done during the World Cup. So um, can you confirm to me that it happened?
1: I can. I'm on SkySports.com right now, Wednesday, nice. November the 23rd. He had signed a new deal until 2025.
0: 2025 doesn't that sound fantastic what was all the panic about people doing recordings and podcast shows planning who city's next manager could be imagine um but sort of it is a while ago now we're almost getting on a month since he signed that extension um obviously went out to Abu Dhabi as part of city's warm weather training camp and spoke to the owners and put pen to paper and whatnot it's it's the news we all wanted, but I don't think we can take it for granted, really, can we? Even even if it was expected as well.
1: No, I mean it's the kind of thing that it, it, it's his his tenure has gone so quickly, and it's the kind of thing that when it's finally over, we're gonna you know look back and be like, Cry. "God, that happened. That happened so yeah. quick." Yeah, through our tears. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no we can't take it for granted and you know we've said so many times so many times on this podcast that this era of Manchester City Football Club the roaring success the world dominance it's mm-hmm. because of one man you know we have mm-hmm. great players we have a great backroom staff we have great uh, you know great executives that make fantastic decision in taking the you know footballing side of this club upwards at all times but one man is to is to blame for English football being ruined in the eyes of so many, and that's. <laughs> I wondered that where is, you're going then. That is Pep Guardiola.
0: Yeah. You know that yeah. he
1: he does this everywhere he goes. He he goes and he dominates and he leaves. Thankfully, he hasn't left us yet. Um, hopefully, he never leaves us. But
0: mm. you know, we
1: we've been saying this countless times. There is going to be a drop off when he leaves. It doesn't matter mm. if it's the exact same squad and the exact yeah. same system. He has a magic touch. He gets things out of players that other people do not. He has ideas that other people do not. Um, so yeah, I think this is fantastic. It's obviously, obviously great news. Um, and think, you know, one of the things that we we do say a lot and is it's so important in the transfer market because he has mm. got so much notoriety and how many times. You know, have we signed big players, Grealish, Holland, any, any, like any guys like these, you watch their first interview with the club and they always say, yeah, you know, I want to play for this great club. I want to compete for trophies, but they always say, I couldn't turn down the opportunity to come play under mm. Pep Guardiola. There are very few managers in world football that have that kind of notoriety and that kind of pull. And mm. we're just, you know, so lucky to have him. And and I don't like being one of these like, you know, fanboys like, You know, I like to as as a professional football journalist. Journalist, I like to have somewhat of a level head. But when it comes to Pep Guardiola, we are just so lucky, and you know, we should worship the ground beneath his feet.
0: Yeah, we we are we are at the mercy of him, I suppose. And he shouldn't be immune to criticism. And long time listeners will know that sort of, especially from a football point of view. Even off the pitch, sometimes I have issues with the some comments, some ways, some some how to word it people or establishments he associates or organizations he associates with at times but you know on the whole he's a saint and and manchester city are completely indebted to him i don't think no nobody's ever going to be bigger than the club no matter if you forest green rovers in league one or you're real madrid with what is it now i can't keep up 14 champions league titles i think i'm right in saying um no one's bigger than the club no one ever will be bigger than the club but he's a founding father in a way in this, in terms of this Manchester city, this version of Manchester city, because as, as much as we sort of, we and it, there isn't a separation, there isn't a gap, there isn't a sort of a split in the time, but you do have to view the, the club in sort of two different eras, pre 2016, possibly even pre 2008. I think that makes sense, but there was still sort of some linear lines moving from one to the other. Um Whereas, post 2016 everything's changed it's a completely unrecognizable club and that is in in most of the part down to Pep guardiola so here's his hoping it continues um obviously it was due to ex- expire at the end of the season and i don't know if this is a little bit sadistic of me but somewhere in a different universe is a there's a there's a I'm there in a different universe, going. I'd have loved to have seen what City would have done if Guardiola left at the end of the, this current season, seen where they'd have gone, seen who they'd appointed. Because I think, obviously, we've mentioned Graham Potter was a, a candidate. He's gone elsewhere. Mikel Arteta's got his own project going on. The there's, there's sort of the, the names that were being linked were slowly moving away, and I think it's important to say this is perhaps another reason he's decided to extend. If you can, then uh, Mystic Adam, think ahead to what twenty twenty five, maybe twenty twenty six. If he extends for another year, we can start to properly, uh, properly start to properly think about who could be in line to, to take over those managers we spoke about. Are going, yeah, but you don't have enough experience yet. Are there any names that you've now thinking, yeah, they're they're potentially a shoe in, or definitely should be on the on the high on the on the shortlist, high on the shortlist for for the city role in what three or four years.
1: First of all, I've I've said this before, and I got a lot of stick for it. I'm excited for him to leave, in the sense that how where the club goes yeah, from here, yeah. and how they try to deal with this kind of like volcanic crater that he's going to yeah. leave behind. Because
0: um, you're I'm right, intrigued be a transition. It wouldn't be, it, it, transition doesn't do it justice. It'd be you almost have to restart the club again. You'd have to press the reset button and go again.
1: Right. I, I couldn't even begin to give you names of possible managers that will be mm-hmm. good enough then. Uh, but I have said this before that I think if City are looking to have no drop off or, or minimize the drop off as much as possible, it's probably going to have to be the kind of deal in which you poach a big manager from another big club. Somebody, right. you know, the Bayern Munich manager, whoever it may be at the time, who's looking mm-hmm. for, you know, a, a new adventure or... Uh, the Barcelona manager or the Real Madrid manager who's looking for a new adventure and and you know wants to come into the Premier League, uh, knowing City, I, I think that might be where they go. I think now that they've got kind of a taste of the high life with Guardiola and a and a taste of what it's like to have a manager that is on par with superstar players in terms of yeah. notoriety. You know, we've never had that before. I mean, Mancini was a great personality. Um, you know, Pellegrini wasn't really, but he was, you know, this charming kind of suave man. Yeah, um, yeah, We've never had this type of manager that he is the biggest name at the club. You know, there's mm. probably less, there's less than five players on earth that we could sign and they become the biggest name in the dressing room. For God's sakes, we've got Kevin De Bruyne on this team and he's not the biggest name five. in the dressing room.
0: I think I could possibly give you three. I don't know if I could give you five. So let's,
1: let's for, just for fun, yeah.
0: Neymar... Do you think Neymar,
1: Neymar, Ooh. Mbappe, Messi, Ronaldo? So that's four. I guess, I, I, think, had, I don't think I have anybody had, else.
0: Yeah, I had Mbappe, Messi, Ronaldo. I don't think Neymar is. I don't think Neymar is.
1: I think he. I think he is. I think we underestimate the the poll he has.
0: The Brazilian fanboys.
1: Yeah, but anyways, um, we. Regress. I think they've they've, I they've 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 got a taste of that, and I don't mm. think they're gonna want to. Experiment. I don't think they're going to say, mm, "You blank manager, you've done a great job at Southampton. Let's let's give you a big a big job now." I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be we've got to keep the big names flowing in 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 the manager seat.
0: I do not want blank manager. I do not want Laurent blank managing city. That's not happening.
1: (laughs) Or I know, and I know you hate this. It has to be brought up. I know you hate this. Oh God. A A possible, a possible Belgian with a statue out front.
0: I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just don't want it. Because no matter if Vincent company was to eclipse the managerial ability of Pep Guardiola, I, it take. In fact, I, I, I take that back. It would take Vincent Company eclipsing the managerial ability of Pep Guardiola to the sense where he is somebody who couldn't be sacked, regardless of what went on, within reason. You know, if City got relegated, then obviously. But if City went through a bad season or a poor run of results, he would have the credit in the bank to be able to go, "My job is safe." as opposed to the way in which other club legends, like I know he, he turned into a little bit of a, a comedic figure, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, again, Frank Lampard. We forget how just how important these plays were to their clubs. I just wouldn't want to see other City supporters turning their back on someone who gave everyone so much joy. I don't think that
1: would happen, though. I, I think we're a different type of fan base in many ways. Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm. I don't...
1: It's it's within reason. It all depends yeah. on... I think football on, fans on are how it from the
0: same cloth and these different alterations. I think underlying the fickleness of football fans would take over at that point.
1: I think there is a generation of City fans that now have only known the success and will come up. And I hate to say it. I hate to say it. But we have a generation of fans now that I see as the same as United fans.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair.
1: Um, I think that's fair. But there is a generation that recognizes that basically everything post 1999 is house money Mm. and every everything we've had since then has been um kind of pie in the sky stuff Mm. so if Vinny were to continue to move up let's say you know he takes burnley up keeps them up for a few years gets another big job Everton keeps Everton you know has Everton in the <laughs> top eight whatever and continues mm. to move up continues to move up let's maybe is, that what, to it
0: a, take? is that what it would say because I think it has to for, be for I me, think it it's, has to be astronomical I think it has to be I, I, a, a cup win with Burnley or a Champions League but I don't think or, it should take something
1: unrealistic hmm
0: but yeah, I,
1: I don't think you should take something unrealistic. I, you know, I've seen so many people say, Oh, I don't want to see what happened with Frank Lampard at Chelsea, where, where it got toxic at the end. But he came into that job with no managerial background whatsoever. I mean, what, a year no, at Derby?
0: Yeah, well, say, for example, I know it's not going to happen, but say, for example, company moves to a Premier League club, you'd have the same managerial experience as Frank Lampard at that time. But not,
1: not in five years. Possibly. Potentially, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Anyways, we're, we're this this I could know. go on
1: forever yeah. and ever and ever, I mean, and we we'll, sh- it,
0: really should do a full yeah. episode on this because I I think it for me it would have to take something like over the odds to the point where it is, at this point unimaginable. Like I say, winning a cup with Burnley, th- which could happen. They play United in the Carabao Cup this week. So, True. Um, for, I
1: think for me it's just as long as I feel it's not a big step. It's not, he's not getting the job because he's got the statue out front. He's getting the job because he deserves a job of that size. Then I'm comfortable with it.
0: I'm thankful when going back to. It, I'm thankful you said uh, the Belgian with a statue out front because at first I thought you meant Roberto Martinez and I was about to uh, <laughs> I was about to shut my laptop screen and then never t- never return. So uh, thankfully you said that. Um, right, okay. I think that'll do for today. As always, go back and listen to yesterday's episode. Keep your ears out. Is that something you say? Keep keep your ears out. I, I don't think that makes sense. Like I said, I'm losing the plot. Um, listen out for tomorrow's episode. Liverpool you. Listen up? Is that what you say? I, I think we say? I think we say listen out. Uh, bloody Americans. Um, have, right, okay.
1: have some, listen, listeners, have some auditory awareness.
0: <laughs> Auditorial awareness. It sounds like a Bernardo Silva skill. Um, right, okay. That'll do it for today. I've been Amos Murphy. I've been joined by Adam Booker. And until next time, we'll see you later.